Welcome to a special commentary brought to you by the What's Important Now program, your source for rational, logical Christian news. I'm Tom Sears. Yesterday we observed as the 45th president of the United States, Donald Trump left the White House as president for what is likely the last time. In turn, the 46th president, Joe Biden, was sworn in. These moments in history always leave part of the nation feeling great, optimistic, and hopeful, while the other part feels defeated, scared, and unsure. That remains true today. In many ways, we are a divided country, and for 74 million people, their choice for president is now living in Florida. There will be plenty of conjecture on whether we can be unified in such a divisive environment, and there will be plenty of conjecture about the opportunities that we have. But my goal is not to talk about that today. Rather, I want to speak to Christians. The church in many ways is in turmoil. Let me explain. Many pastors, evangelists, and Christians believe that Donald Trump would win a second term. Today, some of them are angry, confused, and disheartened. There were also those that call themselves prophets or suggest that they speak in the name of the Lord who prophesied that Trump would win a second term. Now, some of those individuals have been doubling down and it continues through today. Now, although there are a lot of questions that rightfully deserve answers, there is one thing that is for sure. Joe Biden is now the 46th president of the United States, and those prophecies are false. President Trump is now citizen Trump. There will be no second term. Those ministers will have to answer for themselves, and I am not going to bash them or call them names. Rather, I want to speak to the angry, to the confused, and to the disheartened. President Trump did some great things for our country. His policies were, in some cases, a breath of fresh air. As I have said, he was, in fact, lifted up on a pedestal by the church, and this is always dangerous. Throughout the day yesterday and even today, I have seen social media posts from pastors and church leaders stating that they will be praying for President Biden. I think that's great. But unfortunately, the response from some Christians is just downright wrong. One post in particular said, I will not pray for him. He is a thief and a liar. Now this is very disappointing because those comments don't make anything better. And that one comment represents the millions of social media posts from Christians that say very similar things. Jesus taught us to pray for everyone, including our enemies. And I do not look at President Biden as an enemy. I will disagree with him and his policies over the next four years and even the executive orders that he signed yesterday. And I will oppose them. Of that I have no doubt. But he is not my enemy. I do not feel discouraged today. I'm not upset. I'm not angry. I believe that my help and yours comes from our Father above. Now, I've put my trust in Jesus. I know that there are great things coming to the body of believers and that in order for those things to come to pass, the circumstances around us must change. Revival is coming. But it's not coming because a president or a presidential candidate 
bring it to pass. That's foolish thinking. God appoints leaders. Two years ago, that statement would have brought forth a collective amen from every churchgoer because they knew with every fiber of their being that Donald Trump was chosen of God. And you know what? He was. And I can say that because I believe, much like Benjamin Franklin, that God governs in the affairs of men. God is in control. With that said, who appointed Joe Biden? Did God? Now, if you ask some Christians, God had nothing to do with it because Joe Biden is a thief and a liar. And this is clear, and it's a clear case of of hypocrisy. God is either in charge or he is not. And I read in my Bible that God establishes leaders to fulfill his purposes. You see, that's why I'm not concerned today. That's why I'm not worried, because God has everything under control. I will agree that challenging days await us, but we as Christians need to pause and ask ourselves, maybe, just maybe, challenging days are exactly what we need. Look, look at what has become of this nation. Look at the sin that is not only being condoned, but welcomed. If you are a believer in the Bible, you know that this can't be. I am as patriotic as anyone, but we as the body of Christ need to shift our eyes and our focus towards the kingdom of God. I said it all the way back in the beginning of the pandemic when everyone was locked down in their homes that I believed that God was giving us an opportunity to draw closer to him. I'm just not sure we did that. So we are charting a course. As a Christian American, we should pray for the new president and oppose the unbiblical policies that he promotes. We can do both. In this time of division, we need to be careful what we say. Let us make sure we are not contributing to the division that could lead to more violence or even to more discouragement. Let us unite in prayer and pray for the best for President Biden. As an American, we will have plenty of time to debate his policies, but for now, let us pray. Because God can do anything. He can change hearts and he can change minds. Let's let him work. Now, I believe the church can set a positive example for this country. First, let's display the fruit of the Spirit and watch our words. Pray for unity and trust God. Second, let's allow God to do what he does. Let him move. I mean, let's be honest, with Donald Trump no longer being president, the church can now lift up Jesus without distraction. The church obviously feels that Biden will not enact policies that we approve of. And that is true, at least in some cases. And that is even more reason to pray. And prayer can only bring us closer to God. So maybe, just maybe, the message we were supposed to get almost a year ago is finally being heard.